0: what's up everybody and welcome back to multiverse monologues the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love and give our thoughts our monologues even on what we like and what we don't like i am your co-host ben rayside and today we are traveling to wesley snipe's blade universe from the early 2000s as part of our marvel movie marathon where we watch every single marvel film that has ever been put to theaters But before we do so, I'd like to introduce to you the gentleman who helped make this podcast happen. Joining us today, as always, is Ethan Wentzloff. Ethan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Ben, and I'm super excited to talk about Blade 2.
0: Nice. And just as Ethan joins us every week, another man has so graciously offered his time to accompany us on this massive undertaking. That is Micah Het. Micah, how are you doing tonight?
2: Oh man, I'm doing great. Um I man, this might be the movie I am the most excited about that we've talked about so far.
0: Oh, that is good stuff because I think I'm right there with you. Well, gents, what do you say? Let's hit the hyperdrive. Let's get in our TARDIS. Let's open that portal. Whatever floats your multiversal boat and let's head over to Wesley Snipes Blade universe. <laughs>
2: You get what you think, you know. Vampires exist. My name is Blade. I was born half human, half vampire. They call me the Daywalker. I have all their strengths, none of their weaknesses, except for the thirst.
0: Before we get into it, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel where we post this podcast every week if you want to see our beautiful faces, of course. But if you want early access to these podcasts for our Marvel Movie Marathon, they are always going to be up on Mondays on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. A five-star review on any of those sites would be greatly appreciated. But gentlemen, let's get into it. Enough of all this hullabaloo, all right? What did you think of Blade Two, Mike, I'll shoot this question to you first.
2: Dude, this movie. Wow, we, we thought that the first one was good. I, I think this is going to be the first movie an old movie. You know, it's an early 2000s. Oh, they're cheesy. Oh, they're, you know, they're just bad. They're known for being really cheesy and, you know, it's just whatever. They're just throwaway action movies. But this one, I think this is a good, not only a, a better sequel, but also a good standalone movie.
0: I am right there mm-hmm. with you. But before I give my thoughts, Ethan, what do you think?
1: Yeah, going along with what Mike has said, this movie is, a, is an awesome sequel. And I really love the, the way they incorporate the, th- the horror elements to it and just the expanded cast. And it's just got so much fun scenes to it. It's just overall like when I go into a movie, the biggest thing is I have to be entertained. And this movie, I'm entertained the whole time.
0: I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, I think this is a prime example of a movie that takes what the first film built and totally expands upon it in the best way possible. And I think it's I think it's a case of that this this whole deal that we've got going on here with Blade 2 is the main character Blade is in a universe that is as interesting or more interesting than he is because just like the first movie this movie has great world building in an hour and 57 minutes which is the runtime of this film it invites you back into this universe and it is just so picture perfect because it it's it's not the dark knight quality it definitely is not but it's it's the batman Be it's the it's the dark knight to the batman begins where it's better than that first one in every way possible in my opinion Mm -hmm. there are so many scenes i can point to in this movie that just stand out like a sore thumb for being awesome and i'm like you micah i watched the movie and at the very end boom after blade goes you didn't think i was gonna forget about you did you Boom, Guillermo del Toro's (laughs) name pops up and I'm like, are you
2: kidding me? No wonder this film is so good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at, I'm all right, so this movie was made possible by Guillermo del Toro. This movie would not be what it is if it were not for him. And uh, it's also a very important part of Guillermo del Toro's catalog. He's only directed, looks like 22 things in total, which is a lot fewer than I thought for how famous of a director he is. This is his fourth movie and it's a second high-budget one ever wow like this is one of his early movies what was the
1: first high-budget one
2: so uh devil's backbone i've heard of that one before um it's it's one of his more it's like the one that made him famous pretty much i think it's either that one or mimic uh those are his his real no not mimic not mimic okay (laughs) so the devil's backbone was one of his first movies where it really showed off what he can do and um that came out a year before blade 2 so mm. i don't know the exact timeline but from what i'm seeing here after this he started pumping out movies and this movie really was the launch of so many different actors so we know we know uh wesley snipes he's you know he's already been in movies before but then there was secondary uh chris christopherson famous actor whatever norman Reedus. What? He came out of nowhere. So ben told me that he was in this movie like a
1: couple weeks ago, but I, I forgot about it. And when I turned on the screen and I saw Norman Reedus there talking to Wesley Snipes, I just got, as a huge Walking Dead fan, I got so overwhelmed with joy just to see Norman in this. He looks like he's in his 20s. Dude. He he's looks so young. It Also, though, he looks like the exact same
2: he does today. I know. <laughs> he what? sounds different. He sounds like he's... A couple he does uh, he
0: less. Yeah. <laughs> it gave me first and second seasons of Walking Dead vibe to see him with the short hair, working with blade like that look, and that like kind of grainy filming that this has. It totally reminded me of those early seasons of Walking Dead. But Micah mentioned this: Chris Christofferson, Whistler's back. Yeah, what's up? Okay, what's so
1: here I'll I'll outright I'll say this: I'm not. I'm ready to be convinced by you two. But as of right now, I do like the first Blade film better than this one. Okay, and this this Whistler thing is a big reason why, because I I thought that was one of the biggest, most emotional parts in the first film, and they totally like r- retcon that whole scene in a way that really is just so like shocking and from left field. First scene, first monologue you get with Blade, he says reveals the, that Whistler's alive.
2: I think uh, um, such an amazing character in the comics. He's so uh, influential towards Blade, and to <laughs> just throw him out in the first movie—not not in the comics. I'll say not that. Not in the comics. Like, okay, maybe not. Yeah. Then maybe I don't know. But I'm, make, I'm making things thing. up. So
1: <laughs> here's my thing. I don't want to like start with hate in the movie because there's so much good to it. But I feel like Whistler's character—they didn't give much to even do in this movie. I found scud way more compelling in his I thought, role I thought, and I feel uh, like this movie could have happened without bringing Whistler back I don't think I think some situations are elevated because you have that is he or is he not a vampire yeah. in there but they never really do anything with that and uh I don't
2: know he doesn't really have anything huge in the plot so it I, put me on edge for most of the time whenever there's a scene with Whistler I was like uh oh is this where he's going to turn you know when he's getting beat up was that no was yeah, that where yeah he's going to turn or uh, so I definitely was on edge for quite a bit of it. And he's an excellent foil to um, uh, Norman Reedus' character. Uh, yeah, he is. He is. So, And I thought that them working together was really cool. And him saying at the end, ah, I was starting to like that kid. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love,
1: I love having him back in the movie. I loved him in the first one. I just think the way they
0: did it was a little...
1: Not to my taste.
0: So you don't like that he comes back and doesn't have much to do. Like they just brought him back to bring him back because he was a fan favorite character. That yeah,
2: right? th- that's my thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I think he had a purpose in that team though, because uh, Blade had to have more people on his side. It, we had to feel that betrayal more. So he was. So Norman Norman Reedus Scud, uh, he was befriending not only Blade for that long time, but we also get to see uh, his redeeming qualities with with um, Whistler. We get to see how useful he actually is and that he's not just some uh, Joe Schmo who doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, So that kind of helps to build that plot twist at the end. I think that without Whistler, we would have just, oh, yeah, uh, Bladen, Norman, I mean, Bladen, Scud are friends. So that's just all the character development we see with them. But um, yeah, it develops. The
1: main thing, though, is so when after that opening monologue, it does a flashback scene where basically they give us the exact same scene that we got in the last Blade film where Whistler uh, has to shoot himself. But I would have liked, if they were going to give us that scene, I would have liked the the perspective of Whistler to see what happened because mm-hmm. you still see him pull the trigger. That would have completely changed my whole mentality of it because I still, I, lo- I thought that part in the first film was just so emotional and I thought it was really good.
0: So it just, I don't know. Give us more than recycled footage is what you're
1: saying. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. give us a new scene.
0: I don't know. I It didn't really... I felt like he was... And I guess this is to your point. I felt like he was the least interesting part of the movie. So I didn't really give him even much thought. Like, I was glad they brought him back. And then they... I think... Yeah, they didn't really do much with him. But I was totally focused and enamored with Blade. And everything that was going on with the vampires... And not just the vampires... We have a new faction of vampire. Well, I guess what are they called? They're called Reapers, aren't they? Not you a know? new yeah.
2: like breed of vampire. Yeah, yeah
0: the right. Reapers. Which, oh my gosh! I mean, the CGI in the first movie was a little rough, and I think this one does a little bit better with those with with their mouth that opens. Because think- it's Guillermo del
2: Toro, it's Guillermo That's- del Toro. He the mouth loves effect? Practical is- effects. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro is known for his practical effects. Him and um what was like his uh you guys seen pan's labyrinth
0: no but that I've movie of, is always all practical
2: it. effects it's all practical effects wow. i don't think that there's a lick of cgi in that whole thing and
1: i will say this one of the coolest scenes in this movie is the autopsy on one of the reapers yeah that scene yes. where it's cut open and you're literally in
2: looking at this new breed of vampire those reapers are so cool so yes. my favorite part about the the prosthetics was So what they would do is they would go and um, they would have different puppets, right? And those puppets would have the full prosthetic going. But sometimes they would need the actor to go into that mode. And it was such a smooth CGI, I thought. I I thought thought that that CGI was seamless.
0: I thought that was 100% seamless. I was so surprised that a movie that came out in 2002 could have CGI and also practical effects that rivaled some of the greats. Like that alien autopsy scene you mentioned. If you've seen Alien, the, the bug that bursts out of the chest of that character, I totally got those vibes. And I was like, dude, this is one of the coolest things. I, I, I'm I loving this right now. But, um, I would say that the best the best part of this movie is again, what I love the most, the world building. The whole vampire community. And now it's not just the vampire community. It's the reapers you expand on it now and now blade has to work together with the vampires which once i knew that that was the plot and blade and Scott, uh right that's his name have to work with Scott. yeah yeah. Scott, yeah. they have to work with vampires i was fully on board i was like are you kidding me this is the coolest thing and then uh nissa who is a much more uh interesting female lead than uh and was it Leah from the first. Oh, one? much more interesting. I, yes. I forget her name. That's why I completely agree. But I don't forget Nissa. I think she's a better female lead because she is a vampire and she can play off that. You know, we're not so different, Blade, from you. And
2: I don't know. She has that. more purpose in the story yes. too. It's not just like, oh, I'm I'm the guy I'm the guy in the chair who just makes the serum once, <laughs> <And> <laughs> like I that think, was all yeah. that she did in that first movie. I and I think that was
0: intentional by Guillermo. That, like, you're not just you don't just have some director you know I don't I don't I've never heard of the director who directed Blade 1 I don't know any other films that he's done but you know I've heard of Guillermo del Toro like he is one of the one of the greats along with Christopher Nolan and um, the big directors Quentin Tarantino of of today's age but um, I think another great addition to this movie is the the group of vampires that go with Blade
2: dude the blood pack the
0: blood pack are you, kidding? you guys,
2: uh, you guys recognize one of those dudes?
0: I recognize a couple of those dudes. Actually, yeah, Are a you? couple
2: of those dudes. All right, so this was—I've got IMDb pages pulled up. There we go. Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. who is like uh, Guillermo del Toro's favorite actor ever. He
0: did Hellboy for those of yeah. you who don't know. That's probably his most famous role.
2: This was like his first role too. I mean, he was in tons of stuff before TV shows, minor roles. He was Hulk in the in the Avengers show. He was. Uh, Clayface and Batman show he was uh, you know just whatever character has a deep voice pretty much in right. shows and things but this was like his first from what I'm seeing I mean he was an Animaniacs too that he was a he was big in Animaniacs um, but this was like his first big movie from what I'm seeing here yeah so that was awesome Um, Ron Perlman the premiere pretty much and then we see Donnie Yen
0: Rogue One. I yeah, I know him from Rogue One,
2: dude. This was like his first movie that was in English. (laughs) I'm kind of sad
0: that he got so little to do in the movie, even though he was apparently one of the fight choreographers for the film. That one fight was awesome. Yeah, he gets he gets killed. I think pretty pretty dookie, I think I, unceremoniously I yeah, he just kind of <laughs> dies at the end and I'm like oh dang it Donnie Yen the fight choreographer I was hoping he would go out with a, a big fight but I guess not also fun fact about uh Ron Perlman's character Reinhardt he never takes off his glasses during the whole movie he has his glasses you never see his eyes and
1: you see how his his the only hair he has on his head is like oh, yeah. it oh looked God. like a strap like
0: he has a headband. Yeah. It and it goes into his done.
2: into his goatee thing. It too. Was, it's I, not but it's just say, one straight line. It's not a
0: <laughs> I've never seen that hairstyle before in my life. I don't even know if you'd call it a hairstyle, a, a beard style, I guess, that encompasses the back of your head. <laughs> I have no oh, idea, but it was I mean
1: was you have before. You just haven't seen the rest of the head shaved like that.
0: Oh, well, I guess yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I, he I, he was such a big like he is a perfect Hollywood actor. He has such a recognizable face because of how, like... I don't know if strange is the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. For Ron Perlman? Yeah. He's got face. a
2: unique face to him. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He's recognizable. So, and he's got that voice, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very deep voice. So, just
0: to tie it into today's events, did you know that... I mean, we kind of talked about it on the first Blade podcast, but even going into the production of this movie... Morbius was supposed to be the main villain. They still had plans mm, to make him really? the main villain. Yeah, they were like, all right. Even after the comic that established who Blade was in the comic run, after his movie, they're like, all right, perfect, perfect opportunity to make him the villain. Even though we didn't set it up in the first one, we're gonna make him the villain in this one. And they just, I, I guess, Mist- he just they offered- wanted. So they wanted DVD. to save him for hey, his man. own film franchise. That was that was the plan to save him for his. I, I, I mean. It's kind of unique mm. now because he <laughs> he has his own film. But they wanted to do a Morbius franchise. So right actually, there. what was going on was when Sony bought the Spider-Man rights,
1: they also bought the rights to any character that originates in a Spider-Man comic. So Morbius's origin takes place in a Spider-Man story. So they technically couldn't use the character because it was Sony's.
0: Oh, was that the deal?
1: So, yeah. Yeah so because a month after this film comes out we have sam raimi's spider-man is it really a
0: month was yeah. it wow 30 days later wow wow, and we get to watch it next week what a world we live in man this is beautiful man. stuff <laughs> but yeah but they just created jared nomak and he's the villain of this of this movie which is the which is the the reaper i guess the
2: reaper vampire variant
0: <laughs> But I guess you could say the vampire overlord. Who I'm was that the
2: the, the white-looking dude that kind of looked like... Uh, Darth City What's his name? Is. Yeah, <laughs> Darth Sidious.
0: I'm, I'm, float- I'm catching your drift, Mike. <laughs> <I'm a floating laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. what do you guys think about that guy? What did you think about his motives?
0: I find I... it weird that he was a part... Like, he, he was the father of those two characters. They look about the same age. But, I mean... Yeah,
2: they tried to age him up, but that didn't work too well.
0: No, they really didn't. They got to get some people from Island I don't think that, that
2: he. I don't think that he fit in that world very much, because we didn't see any vampires like that before. was yeah, he even he, a vampire. He's he, no he.
1: He's more of the classic embodiment of what a vampire yeah. is. He's not really what the Blade world has let us believe a vampire looks like. He looked
2: like Gargamel from Smurfs. That's what he reminded me yes. of.
0: Yes, and he gave me like Voldemort vibes too. Like yeah, just a white hooded figure. You know, like that's what he was.
1: Yeah, but, no, I thought his motivations were pretty good because, what, he wants to just create the new race of vampires, more advanced
0: my in
2: room? evolution and
1: just making them better.
0: That's true. I mean, I didn't think he was the most compelling character. Let's just say that. I wasn't. No, focused, definitely not. I, I wasn't focused on him at all. I was focused on Blade and how cool he was and the whole fight between them. I mean, I like right when they get their mission... He's like, all right, we got places to go and people to see. Let's start just rolling through place to place to place. And the first standout scene that I keep coming back to, like, I watched this scene so many times, is the scene where they are going into this, like, this underground warehouse. And it's, I forget the name of it now, and I'm, I hate that I'm blanking on it, but they all get there first. and Oh, is it the, the Vampire Nation? Is that it? I don't think it's the Vampire Nation. They've got a name for it. And she says it. It's all foreboding. She's got to go to this place. And I'm forgetting the name. And I'm killing myself for it. But Whistler sets up his sniper rifle on the roof. Scuds yeah. in the car. And they walk towards this building in the most epic montage of all time set to this some rap song that is just it was it's a slow-mo shot of them walking towards it and i can't get over how cool that scene was because i was sitting there and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) that's the moment i knew that this was a good movie like i was in for a good movie
1: yeah say what you want about these blade films but when you sit down and you just watch them play out they are just good,
0: fun, entertaining films. And I will say, like, I get that so I get where you're coming from for some of the criticisms because I've had to kind of reassess and rethink how I want to rank the movies. Because like maybe giving the first play to seven's a little too high because we've got a lot of other movies going on before that. But this one I've really thought long and hard about the score for this movie. And I think, I, I think I've got a good place for it. But I'm, we'll get to that scene last, obviously. I've got some cool facts about this film for money-wise and everything else like that. But, I mean... I, Mike, I was telling him about the scene where they all montage into the, that one, I can't think of the name of the place, but they montage into the rap song and it's a slow walk of them going in and they open up the, the doors and they walk down it. It was just, oh yeah, yeah. that was the moment I wrote Suicide Squad. Yes, <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it reminded me of. And it, I, I, that's the moment where I was like, all right, this is going to be a good, this is going to be a good movie. Oh, yeah. And you even get Reinhardt's character get a
1: bomb implanted in his head, just like
0: Suicide Squad. Exactly. Because Blade sticks with being, like, this epic, total, like, I keep it PG, but BA character, I think we all know what I mean b- when I say that. But, like, <laughs> he is just the total coolest character, and he stays consistent with that. And I think it's all due to Wesley Snipes and how fantastic an actor he is. Yeah,
1: exactly. You have Reinhardt's character, like, before they fight, like, he's like antagonizing blade he wants beef he wants to go hand to hand and blade just does this somersault real quick like takes him out just he's like (laughs) awesome like you have (laughs) reinhardt this vampire part of this blood pack who's been training for what is it two years to take down blade and he fails in a second
0: right and i will say i commented on the cgi that it was really good for their faces but there are certain action sequences. Oh yeah. made <laughs> himself that do not hold up in the slightest.
2: It no, is... no, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay. Are you sure? For that time period, I thought it was pretty good. Like we see Spider-Man next week and you'll see some like what they can do, like what the max potential for uh, CGI was that year and yeah. you'll see it's still kind of patchy for spider-man it but is. we'll we'll talk about that next week that is the yeah. peak of what full body cgi could be in 2002.
0: but i'm saying so, it does not hold up right now like i thought was, it held up all right dude there hold on there are I... scenes, there are certain <laughs> scenes though when he's actually like they they make him a full cgi model and even in the dark you can tell that that is a model man it it, it was it was really dookie, and they spent their fx budget on the alien faces absolutely mm-hmm. and they yeah and they i will
1: best. i will say this the those scenes i they look bad i'll agree with ben but they felt really immersive to me like the yeah. cgi style it just felt like i was playing a video game and that was a cut scene and it looks like a cut scene too just the way it plays so i felt like it just immersed burst me in the movie in the strangest way possible
2: two, oh yeah the choreography was yeah. The choreography was insanely good, I thought. Did you guys think that like no, all yeah. the fighting was yeah, yes. fantastic? The one, uh so there are what two or three huge fight scenes that are awesome with um Wesley Snipes and just other people. And there's the one with the big blinding lights behind him. That one was the first one where we saw CGI. And I can tell that one was a little, you know, iffy on the CGI. It right. was, you know, it, but but the the moves look cool. You know, I I, even though the the CGI is outdated, the the moves were entertaining, very cool stuff. And then the next best ones are at the end. They're always the best ones at the end. They always throw the I like how Blade kind of takes a step back for, for a lot of the this movie. And uh we get to see some more characters, and then we get to see like whenever we do see Blade, we know, okay, he's gonna fight, and it's gonna be cool, and it's gonna be epic. So at the end, we see this fight with him and Uh, what's his name? Is it Damaskinos, or is that the other guy? I don't know. No, I think it is. I think you're right. Yeah, Damaskinos, the sun. So when he's fighting the sun dude, um, he does this flip. Do you guys remember that? Yes. And it kind of freeze frames on him when he's upside down. That was the coolest shot. It was so epic. It was just as epic, if not more epic, than when Wolverine does that thing around the Statue of Liberty with the claw. You know, oh, it's man. it's like I, okay, yeah, that never happened in real life, but it's so epic, man.
0: I still I still think about that Wolverine <laughs> scene and I'm like, "Oh, that is a bad moment of CGI." Maybe maybe once we get through this era of bad CGI, and I mean, we're kind of still sometimes in it, but maybe I'll just make a compilation of clips from each one of these movies of just bad CGI examples <laughs> and just montage it throughout. Like, I'll just create a montage of video clips because there's scenes in this one and there's scenes in the, the upcoming Spider-Man movie. I think ah, we will we'll save that for when we talk about it. But um, uh, I don't know. I'm with you on that on that one scene Micah, where he jumps across his head and I'm also with you when I when talking about the action sequences he throw, there's one scene where he fights the the son again and he throw like he uses his like is it a ninja star or like the two blades on either end but he's
2: like, a blade
0: boomerang yeah ba- yes a batarang <laughs> but it's it's kind of <laughs> like that where he's throwing that around And just i mean the action the action in these movies
2: from yeah the batarang was kind of
0: they rival or are even greater than superhero movies today. You call yourself an actor. I mean, this is an action movie. Oh, yeah. First and foremost, rather than a superhero movie. I mean, we're starting to get into the era of real superhero films. that And they, they, they start to have a big impact on society like Spider-Man and X-Men. But, I mean, I mean, this, this was the start, man. This was action before uh, comic books and universes and all that jazz yeah what
1: you lose in good depth and character moments you gain in awesome action sequences with these blade films
0: and i think that's why i'm enjoying them i'm like i'm not there for like i mean i am there for the character development (laughs) but i know this isn't connecting to another universe and i'm there for a good story but i know that these films are action movies first and foremost so i'm coming there for the action first and foremost and that movie, well, both of these movies have now delivered, and I think Blade 2 beats it by just a little bit.
2: If not yeah, action piece, movies I back guess. then, action movies back then, they were made for, okay, what string of events, well, or what strings can we put between these action scenes, pretty much? And you can see what movies do a good job at that and which ones not so much. So it's, I think this is one of the ones where it does a, a, a pretty good job at, at making the sequence of events line up so that those action scenes make sense Mm -hmm. did you guys catch the the two easter eggs
0: that reference daredevil and batman it's done through dialogue actually there is two lines they say one uh the man without fear which is referencing daredevil in this i forget what it's It's blanking on me
1: i do remember hearing that though are
0: they actual references i don't know if they i mean they have to be right But this one is a definite reference i can't it can't be because scud is there and blade returns to the lair and scud says the dark knight returns yeah uh, and that <laughs> yeah. Graphic yeah, novel that. has come out by this time and it's probably the most famous graphic novel out there because that's what that graphic novel is but i find it strange that this comic book movie also pays homage to two of the greatest characters dark characters like blade from each respective universe the marvel universe and the uh The um, DC universe, but I I just thought those two were little little cool tidbits of information. As far as characters go, do we have a favorite character? I mean, I think I know who mine is, but Ethan, do you do? (laughs) It's Scud. It's Scud. Is it really? It's Scud. Yeah, I did. I just
1: every scene Norman Reedus was in, I was just so happy to see him on my screen, just greeting me with his beautiful face. And especially that van scene, that scene when he's in the van, I was terrified for his life. I love introducing this new character that he's an actor in something else. So I immediately fall in love with him. And I love that they put him in all these dangerous scenarios where I thought there's no way he survives this. Mm. And he does for most of the movie. I really enjoyed that.
0: He gets really good over his career of surviving in dangerous uh, situations. <laughs> Against
2: kid, you... uh, flesh eating. Um... <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: no wonder they hired him for
2: Walking Dead. Exactly. This was like one of two big things that, or three big things that Norman Reedus has been. And he's been in this, he was in um, Walking Dead, and he was in Death Stranding. Those are like the only three things that anyone has ever heard of Norman Reedus in. So... Yeah, I thought that was funny. It's
0: because he's he's fighting walkers every yeah. every week on AMC. If it's not
2: some paranormal, you know, supernatural. Yeah, he doesn't supernatural... have
0: time <laughs> to do anything else. I mean, maybe Ghost Rider. Maybe. <laughs> please, please, please. No, he's too Dude. busy with the, the, the new show he's got coming up where he's leading it, I guess. Uh, that's a whole different topic, though. Mike, yeah, yeah. do you have a favorite
2: character in Blade 2? Well... Scud really made me laugh quite a bit. He was a, an amazing guy in the chair. I wish he didn't die, so I look forward to seeing him in the third I one, know. but um, gotta go with Blade on this one. Man, the the choreography, the fight scenes. Like, it was just insanely good. I loved it so much. Uh, I don't think I've enjoyed watching um, uh, a hand-to-hand like melee combat as much as I have in this movie. I Nothing comes to mind right away, but uh, I'm sure there are things that compete with it. Something maybe from John Wick or John Wick is stellar for, no, I think for, action. for a-
0: action. I think John Wick is the top of the line, man. Those oh, action yeah. sequences are a-, a degree above the rest, but I'm with you. Yeah. Maybe, character.
2: uh, Shang-Chi. Once we get to Shang-Chi, we'll see that. Ooh. That was awesome choreography yes, too with the fighting. That is true. So, yeah. Um gotta go with uh, blade on this one close second for scud so i'm i'm right there with you cuz uh, just just because blade is just i mean i'm so
0: excited now that he's going into the mcu because this character in the world i'm so excited but throughout this movie there is a little subplot that i totally forgot about he starts off and he's fighting these vampires and he leaves one alive and he says don't think i'm going to forget about you yeah yeah and The whole movie goes along, and that vampire survives, and they win the final fight, and at the very end of the movie, the last scene, he goes and meets the vampire and kills him, and he said, you didn't think I was going to forget about you, did you? And I think that is the (laughs) coolest way to end a movie in a scene that I forgot about that was so, I mean, come on,
2: that is the coolest thing. Only Blade, someone as cool as Blade, can pull that off, man. Oh, and it was hilarious, too. He... He goes to the the vampire dude goes to this uh, peep show and he's like, okay, here we go, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're he's, gonna do this, and he's he gets out. his tissues ready. It's he's so got his weird. his razor blade ready because oh man, that's disgusting with the razor blade thing. Ugh. Ugh. Uh and um, I guess that's how vampires <laughs> get off. But um, so. yeah, uh, and then the curtains open, and who is it? Wesley Snipes blade. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I, like such it's a like, perfect what? ending
1: to this film yep oh, like man. instead of trying to be this big emotional uh rogue one ending you know because you have him and nisa as she's dying and the sun is setting which or the sun is the sun, emotion- is, the sun I mean, is rising actually i yeah.
0: got like that was a good scene i think that, that is a good scene, scene. I, yeah. I felt but that. i
1: i love that blade does what blade does and sure, they'll give you an emotional moment, but that's not the Korra Blade. The Korra Blade is it's going to cut to a scene of him killing a vampire. And it was just oh, yeah. a great, perfect ending to this
0: film. So, a little tidbit of information. This is Wesley Snipes' favorite Blade film that he's done. He likes one and three, but for for his, for his what it's worth, this is Wesley Snipes' favorite Blade movie. And I, I mean, I can see why, man. I think it's mine. I mean, I haven't seen Trinity yet, but... Doesn't have the best IMDb score, for those of you who have seen yeah. it. So. <laughs> well, I mean, we will get to it, though. I think it's in two years or something, 2004 when that one comes out. But um, do we have a favorite scene in Blade Two? Is there any scene that really stands out? Or, if not a scene that you really like, something that you just liked in general about the movie? I mean, and
2: Micah... I'll throw this question to you first. Um, well, the the scene that is certainly most memorable for me, uh, if not for the best reasons, uh, was that rave uh, scene. I don't know if you guys talked about this while I was messing with my card. just started no, talking, yeah, But, but yeah, um, do you guys remember that at all? Or did your minds block it out because of how grotesque it was? No, so, yeah. I thought the, the rave was, was disgusting. Great. All yeah. right, so these vampires... Because they were, they're not. um, They they say at one point that all those vampires are not um, purebloods. They're not born vampires. Those were all humans turned. And the the true vampires in our in our little group, dudes, they're like, oh, these disgusting dudes. They're so gross. Uh, Because I guess they're more civilized than the uh, turned, the people turned vampires. So okay, Uh, but these guys in the club, the the humans turned vampires. What they do, because they have this uh, very quick regeneration, what they do is they they cut themselves open and perform open heart surgery and uh, back surgery and they yeah. slice open their arms and backs and chest. It's just disgusting. And then you see there's, there's this couple and they're all looking at each other romantically, think they're going to kiss and then they pull out razor blades each. And they put them on their tongue and they start making out and it's it's like oh oh man this is ah, i don't want to yeah. and it goes on for like five minutes as they're searching this club and it feels like forever because every scene every every cutaway you're like oh, okay Whew, we're glad we're done with that because it cuts to someone who's in a hallway or something then it goes back to the big club room with uh ron perlman or something and he just looks over in disgust at this dude who's got his back completely open with all of his ribs hanging out and ah man this is but but to go along with that it looks real like that Guillermo del Toro knocking out of the park again with the prosthetics like it's insane how how fantastic he can get these props to look and you know some of them are actually body parts like people with things on their back prosthetics or people with prosthetic arm makeup and stuff and it's really convincing and uh I, I i was really impressed by it and disgusted uh, yeah Micah, uh, you're describing my <laughs> least
0: favorite scene you're just dis- I, I i asked you what your favorite scene was and you're describing my least yeah favorite scene the, the, disgusting that, that's
2: sucks. just the first scene of how memorable (laughs) it is it's just memorable for me in the worst way possible i hate (laughs) i hate that scene because it's so good in that that, way that's fair (laughs) it did it's job job. yeah it's like a horror movie your favorite part of a horror movie is going to be the scariest scene right so and because this movie is a guillermo del toro movie it's going to be whatever scene makes you cringe the most because of disgust and uh grotesqueness so yeah that is very true ethan
0: do you have a favorite scene in this movie yeah, I'll say it's it's right along the lines of
1: what Mike is saying, but not not exactly what he's saying. But I do love all the stuff in that rave building that they're in. I love the setup. I love you got Norman, Rita, Scud in the van. You got Whistler on the roof. You got the rest of the Blood Pack and Blade and uh, Nisa and Assad in the building. I love all that. I love the cut scenes of them all searching for the Reapers through it, but. My absolute favorite scene in this entire movie is when you have Reinhardt's character. He has his laser pointed right at Blade's oh. <laughs> And yes. I forget which of the other Blood Pack characters was like, yeah, well, he's got you. And it cuts to a wider shot of Blade wesley snipes he's has the biggest grin on his face and he's pointing his
2: he hasn't right, moved at all too right. are still <laughs> crossed he's just got this thing it's like it's like this. it's like the most <laughs> the most obvious lay- it was just such a funny visual another uh another hilarious visual to me that was kind of goes along with the grotesque line um when donnie yen that's our our guy from rogue one snowman uh When he's fighting that main guy, the main uh, vampire dude thing with the, yeah. So he stabs him (laughs) in like the crotch or something and he's pinned up against the wall and then he crawls up the wall and the sword just slices through him, leaving his entrails behind. It's disgusting.
1: that That was quite disgusting.
0: As cool as the action was in this film, there were certainly some grotesque scenes that earned that R rating. Absolutely, like yeah, it's bad, man. It is really these
2: these bad, dudes. But... These dudes are way cooler than the vampires. The the, the hybrid reapers. dudes. Yeah, the reapers. They're way cooler than the vampires from the last movie. Well, how, how would you compare them between the two? Like we got the the vampires from Twilight, pretty much compared to walkers from you know walking dead it's there's no comparison there's or even the even the the zombies from um what's that one where they can run um and there's Uh, this big wall world war z Z. world war z yeah Yeah. They're, they're comparable comparable to the world war z zombies i think
0: good movie by the way i'll always defend world war z i love that movie even like i know it's got a lot of mixed reviews but i love that movie it's got a great music what do you think, Ben? What What
2: was your favorite scene? Which one were um, you thinking?
0: Oh, my favorite scene is when they all enter the House of Pain. That is the word I was looking for. Yes, the Ristler,
1: House of Pain. Whistler
0: sets up on the roof, scuds in the car, and they walk to I Against I is the song that is playing. And they slow-mo walk to there. It, it, the scene stayed with me, and I watched it like three times today just because of how cool it was. I'm going to try and play it if you're watching on YouTube right here, but... I mean, it's just so cool, man. I, I love that scene so much. Um, I know, Mike- what do you think of the- Yeah, go ahead, actually. My bad.
2: What'd you think of the soundtrack while we're at it? I the, thought it fit pretty well, but what about yeah, you? I, so when I'm watching a movie- Compared I always, to Blade. Yeah, I always look
0: for a track that like stands out and I can like put on a playlist- that's a playlist worthy song and i don't think there was any playlist worthy songs from the score for this movie but i did think it was an improvement on the first one and i'm just waiting for that like the blade theme and i don't really think there is one i think it's just music to fit the scene you know and Mm -hmm. sometimes it that's just the way you get with movies unfortunately but um like this movie compared to the next movie that we're gonna watch like the Danny Elfman composes a beautiful Spider-Man theme. Like that first one is, I think there's only one Spider-Man theme that beats it out. But when you hear it, you know, boom, that's Spider-Man. But there's no piece of music that you hear that screams, boom, oh my gosh, that's Blade. And sometimes that's a little lacking. But again, this is an action movie. First and foremost, would I like the score to be better? Yes. Does it hurt my score for the movie? Not really.
2: Yeah, I thought it fit pretty well. Um, There were a couple parts where I'm like, ooh, this beat is pretty good. Uh, I don't remember exactly which parts, but I remember it was just whenever Blades being epic. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought it fit better. Oh, uh, no uh, super cheesy early 2000s club music with just like EDM and uh, techno techno drums. I, I thought that was a big improvement over the first one.
0: I'm pretty sure there is, actually.
2: It's different. It's different. It's not as it's not as just like, you know, it's it's more like real music. It's not just drone, whatever. Take LSD to listen to it. Things (laughs) I got you. Uh, No, you're right. You're right there. I get you. I know we've gone over the
0: favorite scene of the movie, but is there a least favorite scene? I've spoken for myself in the scene that Micah said was standout. That's my (laughs) least favorite scene. That was just disgusting. But do we have a least favorite scene in Blade 2? I think I'll throw this one to Ethan first. Is there anything you didn't like in this movie, if not for a favorite scene?
1: No, I don't have like a huge thing I hated in this movie, but a scene that I wish was just better was the the flashback with whistler's death Mm, i wish they gave us a new perspective of that show us what happened from whistler's point of view instead of just giving us the same scene i thought if they were going to give us a flashback they'd give us something with more context and show us how he survived how the vampires got a hold of him but no they just kind of they skipped over that so i
0: wish that was a little better that's legitimate criticism (laughs) micah do you have anything that you have a
2: problem with or a least favorite scene in blade (laughs) 2 really i would say the the same thing um or, or i would say the same scene I wouldn't say that i i think it should be expanded upon i think that it was fine for what it did but um like i i, I think it it was a fine enough excuse to get Whistler back in. Uh, I, I think that if we took too much time with it then it would be it, it would take too up too much time if there was an editor's cut or a director's cut where it was an extra half hour I mean this movie is already two hours long and that's almost unheard of this is our longest movie so far besides uh, yeah yeah this is our longest movie in, in our uh Marvel timeline so uh so far and <laughs> if funny. you in an extra half movie. hour yeah yeah two hours wow it's pretty long guys wow <laughs> so um yeah with with that it's just uh I, I think it was the perfect length but if they can change it in some way to um show how oh that, there's another thing um a big plot point is kind of glossed over i don't understand why blade trusts the vampire yes so yeah i 100 agree that first it, scene with with uh gargamel i forgot his name i don't care uh <laughs> he he just like convinces blade blade's just like okay i'll help you what, <laughs> yeah, that, that is one of my big criticisms with the movie, especially with
1: uh Blade bringing Whistler and Scud. I mean, Whistler's already been bitten, so he's technically cured of the vampireness. But Scud, he really could have blown his cover by going so willingly with the group of vampires, the Blood Pack. I don't know why Blade didn't question why he was cool just being on the mission with them.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, I it just Blade knows. I feel like he knows that it's a trap, but he also recognizes that there is this legitimate threat of Reapers. You know, I think he knows that they're eventually going to betray him, which eventually they do, and he. Uh, you get the reveal that even though Scuds betraying him. Blade's like, hey, guess what? I knew you were a double agent for the vampires. I think he's... Like, I think in that scene, it's supposed to symbolize It's not a dud. Exactly. (laughs) It's supposed to... Not a dud. It's supposed to say that, hey, guess what? Blade actually, he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. And even though the vampires are there to betray him, eventually... There is this also this other threat that he recognizes that hey this is going to be a threat to not only me but to the vampires. So in a way they almost have to work together. But here's the thing:
1: the I forget the Voldemort guy when he's doing his pitch. All right, we need to find out. He's like, to
0: that
1: guy. he's like, we're gonna run out. He they're gonna run out of vampires to eat and then start eating humans. I think Blade should have just been like, all right, when all you people I've been hunting we may eat all of you then i will kill them then two jobs one stone two birds one stone hmm. you know
0: all right i'm with that's you. what i think he should have done okay
1: yeah.
0: I, guess I also that's thought not the what uh Turo thought they should have done <laughs> <laughs> but his name the name of the that name of that guy was uh, damasquinos so Damaskinos. That, the, okay the so that was damasquinos and the sick name the leader of those reapers was uh no mac that's who it was no mac sorry they all look the same and they act the same and they're not really that important other than to be destroyed and chopped up by blade yeah that's why they're- yeah
2: i think that they're uh the motives of these villains kind of is what brings the story the whole movie down a bit yeah um that's true. like like i said earlier it's just an excuse to string together all of these awesome action scenes with blade and to step up the the full progress of the blade lore just like one or two ticks it's not it's not a huge advancement of the story i mean yeah you see a little bit more blade you get whistler back all these things but um even from the beginning it was kind of a weak excuse to bring this guy in uh i didn't really like the blood bank scene i didn't understand it Hmm. i wasn't sure who was what and what was what eventually you're like oh okay they're vampires all right yeah that makes sense okay now i'm in this but then it switches it completely and he's not a vampire he's more than a vampire he's a, a whatever some genetic anomaly guy so yeah i don't know i didn't really like that first scene and i didn't really like the the whistler how they handle whistler so hmm. yeah
0: okay well how the heck is this gonna fit into a larger universe because this like almost every character in here is made up you know they don't appear in anything else except for Blade. I mean, the villain's made up. The, all of the blood pack is made up. <laughs> Nis is made up, who I guess is a part of the blood pack. And, I mean, I don't really know if if it's different than anything we talked about in Blade 1, you know? Like, is Blade going to appear? I would love him to appear. Like, I said that fan theory. Like, I read that during the first one. Where you have Wesley Snipes appear as Whistler in the upcoming alley. exactly yeah. in that That'd blade cool. movie okay that would be sick and i as i've thought about it more and more i'm like okay this is a this is a top 10 idea i don't know if marvel will hire him because of all of the crap that he went through but i mean <laughs> that's definitely cool
2: man i think we'll uh, see him in multiverse of madness any uh any changes on the opinion I, I... on the theory what did we say last time did i say no I think we said no.
0: Say,
1: I'm, saying, I say I'm no. saying yes. I'm saying yes. Now I it thought
2: that does, we'd see him in Morbius. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, this happen. is a post-Morbius <laughs> world, and uh, dun, 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 dun. yeah, unfortunately, Morbius was not all that was uh, expected of. What it, are you so... talking about? It's
0: the first no, no. no it to wasn't a, a trillion tickets.
2: Dude, Morbius sweep. Oh my God!
0: That's like the greatest meme ever. I looked at so many videos about that.
2: Jesse, Jesse, we gotta cook meth somewhere empty. All right, Mr. White, I bought tickets to Morbius. We're gonna cook meth there. Mr. White, there's so many people here. Jesse, (laughs) yo. Jesse, didn't you know about Jesse. hashtag Swipe? Jesse, Jesse,
0: you didn't know about this, Jesse. I love that. That is so good.
2: So, the one trillion
0: tickets. First movie ever to do. Hey, hey. Dude, it's got a 262% of Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Are you kidding me? That's never been done. Before. How's that? Let's keep updating this every week. All right, so where is the box office right now for Morbius? Is it doing well?
0: Oh, that's a good question
2: because now it's almost. It wasn't two weeks bad now. for. No, it.
0: I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, oh
2: here we go. Here we go. Friday box office. Morbius plunges a record eighty three percent as oh. Batman continues. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah. oh no. However, however, Morbius did just pass hundred million worldwide, so Oh. Yesterday.
1: So not a flop by any means, but Oh, definitely a not. Flop, especially for flop Columbia this weekend.
2: Columbia yeah. Pictures, like they're they're rocking on this. This and Uncharted were or Amazing success. I mean, Sony or is it Columbia? Columbia Pictures is Sony. Okay, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, they. I mean, they're making money. So, it's, I. It's, I guess it's it's reviews. like Venom. It's like Venom. Like people hate them, people love them, and the people who love them just keep watching it. Yeah, but <laughs> they Venom keep bringing people get, to see them.
0: Like Morbius level scores, you know? Like Venom didn't. But get it got Morbius
2: level numbers with the the box office. I heard it I, did awesome. Venom
0: did better than Morbius. Way better. Okay. Venom Venom is more
2: recognizable, too, so that's justifiable. Dude,
0: the first Venom movie made $800 million, dude. That's a lot of freaking money for a Venom movie that's trash. I know. Like, Morbius is better than both of those movies.
1: Man, you guys really brought the mood down. I was excited. We were talking about Blade, but now you brought up the Sony <laughs> so, Spider-Man universe. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're going be yeah. all depressed. Well,
2: here, here. Let's, let's tie back in. Are we going to see... I don't think we talked about this in the Morbius podcast. Are we going to see Blade in a future Morbius movie or no. Sinister Six? Unless no. Sony
0: has the brains to get on board with Marvel, I don't think that's ever going to happen. And So honestly, what you're saying is...
2: We only have one more movie to talk about the epicness of Blade, for the next like long period of time. Plus, Camp in Multiverse. And uh, until, uh, until, Eternals. Now until Eternals. Until Eternals. <laughs> we get to talk about him in Eternals. Oh, so true. Be yeah, because he's in the post-credit scene. Yes. as a voiceover. Ooh, you're right.
0: Yes, yes. And by the time, catch, by Micah. the time that, Bye. I mean, by the time we get to that movie, Blade will probably be out. You know, because. <laughs> yep.
2: Blade 1, 2, and whatever, uh, Blade and Morbius, Blade versus Morbius, whatever that's going to be called. See,
0: that's cool. I would want to watch that movie, man. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, that'd be sick. I know. <sighs> whatever. I don't All know.
2: right. Do you, do you think, what are What are you guys' predictions for Trinity? Because we haven't seen it yet. Do you guys have any predictions for Trinity? Are they just going to do another whatever made up Blade thing? I have a question. I forgot. Does Whistler yeah.
0: die at the end of this movie?
2: I don't think he does. No. He's
0: alive. No. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: My, Wouldn't it be funny yeah. if they killed him off in this that movie be, again and then brought him back?
0: I would, I would
1: absolutely hate that if they killed him. Oh, you bring him back, just kill him again? No, right? I that what I hope for Blade Three is that Whistler has a better story. That's all. Okay.
0: Yep. I'm with. You. I'm, I'm and that they. That,
2: yeah, yeah, go, no, go, go, for ahead, it, go ahead. Finish your thing. I, I hope I that different...
1: they go back to Blade. Like for me, a big critique of this movie is you spend too much on screen time
0: with other characters. I just want Blade back in the highlight. Mm. Mm. Okay. See, I thought that was a strength of this movie. Like they spent so much yeah. time with everyone else because they spent the first movie building up Blade's character. You don't have to do that as much in the second film. Like
2: the Dark Knight.
0: Oh, oh. dude.
2: There we go. This
0: film is as good as the Dark Knight. Holy crap. I think that's what we're realizing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
2: Don't think it's uh so... Dark Knight levels, but we'll uh yeah.
0: That was great. I I yeah, yeah.
2: I hope for this third movie uh, that we'll see in what, like six weeks. What do we got? We got Spider Man, Daredevil, X2, Hulk, Punisher, Spider Man 2, Blade Trinity. Oh, so man. So we've got a while until we see Blade <laughs> Trinity. What
0: a lineup. By then, we'll actually want to watch Blade, probably, maybe. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, man, we might have Love and Thunder out by then, too. Wow. All right. Uh, so,
0: yeah, well, if we're lucky, we'll finally get that trailer by that time. Jeez. We'll see. I
2: hope that for the third movie, um, they use elements that we've been hinted at in these first two movies. So I hope that we really get to see Blade's hatred for the vampires because we get that huge in Blade 1, Mm -hmm. and then it's completely gone in Blade 2. He's just like, oh, these are bad guys that I don't like very much. But they, they get along for the most part because he makes them respect him in a way. But I don't think that Blade would want their respect. I don't think that's very characteristic of him. Mm. So I hope that in this third movie they they fin- they've uh, fixed that. I know it's they probably won't fix much because I heard this movie sucks. Um, so I hope that he <laughs> weaponizes the uh, the serum to cure all of the vampires uh, and knock down the entire vampire organization. So that's my that's my prediction for tr- Blade Trinity. Hmm. I will well, say, the one thing I do know about Blade <laughs> Trinity.
0: Is that Ryan Reynolds is a part of that? Really? I have no idea how or what he does. In I that think movie, he's a a major I,
1: character. Is he really in the movie? Yeah.
0: I only know that he's a part of that movie, and I'm glad I'm not gonna do anything. I know nothing to about Blade figure Three. Figure that out. Nothing so, at all. I just hope that there's like, if this is a if this is a the third film, I hope there's a definitive like, all right, this is the Blade trilogy. We're gonna end it here. I don't know if they're gonna do that or not, but and... I think like that a nice cap off, you know. I'm not
1: sure if it is because what I've heard is there were aspirations to make a fourth Blade film, but really, uh, we- Wesley Snipes got arrested and put in jail
0: oh, so they for tax fraud. So, that,
2: yeah, that's why there was no fourth Blade film. Ooh, hmm. I see. You got to pay your taxes or um, hide them well enough. <laughs> uh-huh. Blade, Blade's got to pay his taxes. They don't care how many vampires you kill in the underworld. <laughs> dang it the that irs sucks. is going to get you
0: oh well all right well okay let me give you some numbers here you know how i've been doing i've been keeping that list. i've got my three lists of stuff oh yeah yeah do you have I'm
2: your uh, good your good three reviews? reviews your your 1 5 and 10
0: oh yes yes sir <laughs> i got one i so forgot I, about I, that i
2: decided to do i decided to switch it up
0: um i did record i did get a review and it's right here it's on the day that this film came out so uh, but it's on IMDb and I decided to um, switch it up and only do one review, but it's on the category that has the most feedback. So the, you know how IMDb has all the charts and there's this, this thing left however many reviews. And for Blade 2, the most reviews are on 8 out of 10. And it says a sequel that does everything in its power to top the original and it comes out being as good. Blade 2 takes what the first Blade film uh, was good and transforms it into a different country with different characters and a possibly deeper feel and it works without going into bad sequel range. This time, the vampires and it goes over the plot. Overall, Blade 2 for the fans of the first one, will not disappoint them. It contains enough imaginativeness and gore effects to brighten the most down of uh, horror film and comic book enthusiasts. The film also contains some of the best makeup I've seen in a while in a horror movie. So I mean, they liked it. 80 reviews leave completely reviews agree for the eight out of ten, and mm. I'm I'm with that review, man. i yeah, completely agree very, with that, man. Very positive. So I don't know if that's how I want to keep it, but I think the one review works best because this is what the majority of people thought, and it's pretty much right where the audience score is. I, uh, I no, I actually think the audience score for this one's a 6.7 out of 10. But That's this is garbage. the one with the most feedback. So clearly a lot of people thought this movie was an 8 out of 10. So I don't know if I'll keep that up. But uh, for, this, for Marvel films ranked based off of box office performance, this movie comes in second. It made $155 million and it's below X-Men. Mm-hmm. So it beat the first Blade movie by about $20 million. Um, as far as Rotten Tomatoes score goes, this movie beats the first Blade movie by 1%. over the first one, but it does come in second. Obviously, X-Men's still first with 82%. Um, Hmm. And then based on the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes, Blade 2 is third. So Blade 1 has a 78% and Blade 2 has a 68%. So a drop right there, but it's right in line with its uh, its IMDb score. The 6.7, 6.8 range, 68%. So, obviously, mm. X-Men still is the top of our list and the number one film.
2: Wait, I, 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 I noticed you didn't mention Howard the Duck at all in that, that discussion does. there. Howard the Duck is last in all of those. <laughs> knocked, <laughs> knocked off the leaderboard. Ouch. Ouch.
0: All right, gentlemen, do we have anything else to say before we give our scores? Let me We're just later. review my I notes real quick. Yeah, to...
1: I, I just Vampires want to shout way out. way less cringy in this. I like That's that. That's true. Yeah. Yep. You don't have no Steven Dorf.
0: What were you saying?
1: <laughs> I just, during, I paused the movie. I watched with the closed captions on, and I paused the movie as they were naming all the blood pack. Just, I rewinded it just because their names were so hilarious. So I just want to read them right now. I wrote them all down. You got Lighthammer Verlaine, Priest, Snowman, Chupa, and
2: Reinhardt.
0: Dang, what cool just... <laughs> names, man.
2: <laughs> oh, Ch- Chupa. <laughs> I thought it was funny how uh Snowman, our man, uh, our guy from Rogue One still has a uh a disability. He's uh <laughs> mute. Dang. <laughs> he's not blind in this one, he's mute. So that's one thing. And then another thing that was very blatant, um I don't know if you guys caught this, but Oakley sponsorship
1: I the did sunglasses Blade
2: sunglasses were Oakley. The drug dealer's beanie was Oakley. Wow. Um Reinhardt's glasses were also Oakley. There was a lot of Oakley in this thing. I didn't catch that. I kind of got some Oakley's right now. That's a good score for Oakley. And right I there. wonder I wonder if this was one of the movies that made like this and Matrix how they both have the same sort of glasses. I wonder if that's why cops wear those uh Oakley's that wrap around like that. <laughs> Because they're, so, they're just so cool. You know?
0: It can't be. Worn by rude, cool people. That would be the most coolest thing ever. Because of Blade Dude, who, You who know what?
1: I think, like, I think we got to interview the police. Do we yeah. know
0: a cop? Actually, I know a cop.
2: We'll get the whole police. Yeah, my uncle's a cop. He podcast. wears those glasses. Let's get him on
0: the podcast, man. Let's get him on the
2: podcast. I'll get him uh, on for the Punisher podcast. Ooh. He's one of the dudes that's got Punisher stickers on his, on his truck. his my So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I'm not. I'm wearing a 2 <laughs> shirt right now. Yeah. My bad, my bad. I thought I was. I was wearing one yesterday. I was wondering if it was still on. I don't All know. All right, and then yeah. last
2: thing, uh, yeah. I've got costumes were awesome. Um, yes, they, you know, agreed. Knocked them out of the park once again. So, I think uh, the leather is kind of wearing out at, by this point. I, I think this is one of the last few movies that still embrace the full leather trench coat thing going on. Mm. Um, we'll see if they keep it up with with number three because in this one the entire blood pack is still wearing leathers. And six is that what the third one's from 2000 2004 yeah so we got two more years
0: 2004 yep that was the yeah. one man and
2: by the looks of the uh by the looks of the poster it's there's leather so <laughs> <laughs> don't get your hopes up <laughs>
0: indeed um
2: all right gentlemen is it score time now let me uh, let me pull up, pull up the spreadsheet.
0: pull up the spreadsheet, Mike. I got the spreadsheet. okay. All right. Uh, Ethan, we'll go with your score first.
1: All right. So like I said, I really love this movie. I love the Blade Universe. I really enjoyed just immersing myself in this world and meeting all the new characters and all the new lore. And I really enjoyed Scud and having Whistler back on screen. and it was just a super fun, entertaining movie. But that being said, I still like the first Blade movie significantly better than this one. I think the first Blade movie did such a great job at introducing us to this world, introducing us to the lore, giving Blade a lot cooler moments. I do think his two fight scenes in the first Blade don't even come close, or no, no scene in this movie comes close to those two. I just think they're just so good and I love learning the world for the first time. So yeah, I I'm putting this one under the first blade and under X-Men. And what did I what did I score the first blade at? I think about um, a 7.
2: Yeah, you got you gave it you gave Blade a 7 and you gave X-Men a 7.1. All
1: right, this will go at a 6.9. Wow, right, filling right, it in, filling right it right under in. there. I mean, nice. like Ben said, we got a lot of movies too. Nice. To review and i gotta save nice all indeed. every point i can <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right all right that's fair 6.9 for Ethan and for blade i 2.
1: i do take points away from blade 2 because of some sloppy aspects i don't like the lack of blade in this film i think he needed to be more prominent i don't like focusing on priest and chupa i don't care about you hmm. i want more of blade on my screen i think the way they bring back whistler is sloppy and just some of the scenes weren't the best. You have that whole scene in the rave where Blade is this sacred no vampire killer known as the Daywalker. Oh yeah, and he's just hanging out. <laughs> and he's just hanging out in the rave. I mean, maybe everyone's drunk and high out of their minds because who knows what they do at a rave, but he's just standing there. And I don't know. I don't have too many critiques with this movie. I do think it's very fun, but I think I like the Blade, Blade one a lot more. Hmm. Not a lot more, a, a point more. <laughs>
0: okay. yeah, I was gonna say uh, point one more. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Micah, your score for Blade Two.
2: So uh, I really like this movie. This movie is definitely um, disagreeing with with Ethan here. It is the best movie we've seen so far out of our uh, out of our wide selection of you know Howard the Duck, Blade, X Men. <laughs> uh, you know this this big cast of character, even uh, Morbius. You know it's. <laughs> So uh so with with this movie I, I really liked what they did with Blade. I uh Ethan said that Blade didn't get enough screen time. I think that they used the screen time perfectly. I think that yeah, in the rave scene he could have been used better and whatnot, but uh they do spend too much time trying to develop these uh blood no, uh, what are they blood called the the blood, the blood, blood pack. pack. Yeah, but uh, I think that it's just kind of what this movie is is for. It's to develop. It's to show. Oh man, there's this cool group of whatever. So, um, I, I I love the prosthetics. Guillermo del Toro knocks it out of the park with that. The writing is. Uh, I didn't notice any any writing that like stood out that was bad. That was just outright bad. And I think that's the first part in this. Like it's the first uh first movie we've seen that doesn't have just an awful line in it that's <laughs> mm-hmm. just like uh, uh what do they call you wheels <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, no, no lines like that or um you know it's, I, i'm trying to think of one from howard the duck with but that's just a lot of examples from howard the duck so uh with with blade i was considering breaking the eight i was considering breaking eight out of ten oh. for this, uh, but I think uh, throughout this uh, throughout this podcast, Ethan has convinced me it is not quite an eight. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven point eight. Oh wow! Uh, out of ten, <laughs> oh. I I really I'm glad this I this movie. I, I but it it's knocked down from an eight. I'm point two, and mm. then I was thinking, well, it doesn't advance what we already know about the Blade world. It doesn't go into a, a greater story, it's not setting up a sequel too much. Like, it kind of ties off all the ends. Like, there's not, I don't really know where they can go from here. And that might be why Blade 3 is bad. We'll see about that. So, um, I love the choreography. That really bumped it up past the 7 for me. Uh, prosthetics are amazing. Uh, characters are awesome. Everything's epic about it. It's just those few things that don't contribute that make it an outstanding film that's what that's what has to break it for an eight for me so hmm. yeah we're gonna give it a, a 7.8
0: a 7.8 wow
2: yes All right.
1: Mike I, Mike I, uh, going high with Howard the duck and pretty high with blade too but hey man we, we still have 2.2 go.
2: points to go for uh for best for you know an out of 10 score so why not start fleshing out those higher ranks okay
0: well, I thought I was going to be the one to like this the most, but I think I'm going to have to – I'm still kind of debating on my sc- – I, no, I. you know what? I have an actual score, um, and it's it's a – well, you know what? I'll say what I really liked about this movie. I, I do disagree with you, Ethan. I think uh, to Micah's yeah, point, Blade was used really well in this movie because we know him so well from the first movie. A lot is set up there, and I think – you do need to focus on the Reapers because they are your main villain, your main antagonist in this movie. So they need that film time. And I disagree with your point of investing in the blood pack. I think they aren't invested on enough. I really don't know about any of them other than that Reinhardt is a little racist. You know, I beyond that, I think they're just all really cool caricatures of, you know, these cool uh, <laughs> vampires. So if anything they weren't given enough but I think they were given just enough to be this group of assassins um, and I also really like the relationship between Blade and Nyssa their interaction in the end when she says goodbye to him in the sunlight is almost as evocative as the first movie when or it hits you at least the hardest when they give, they bring that vampire leader out and burn him in front of the sun it's a very emotional moment for different reasons but it still hits you the same and I just, the world build, the, the more world-building this does gets me more invested in this universe. And I hate to see the low rating on Blade 3, which makes me think that it's going to take it down a notch. But for right now, Blade 1 was a hit, and Blade 2 definitely <clears throat> succeeds that, in my opinion. So for that, I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Mm, okay, Better than Blade, I believe I put that at a 7, but 7.5 yes. is my... Uh, review a full half a point over Blade I think it definitely improves on it I can't quite get it to an 8 because of some yeah. problems with CGI Ethan has convinced me on Whistler's point I think he was brought back a little too a little too quickly I didn't even think about that when I was watching it um, and then yeah the CGI was really crappy at times it stood out even though the prosthetics were great for those practical effects there were some certain scenes with your titular character where he's running around or jumping over people where it was like holy catfish this this really stands out but otherwise just a really great movie and the best in my opinion that we've seen so far so where does that put blade micah in the overall multiverse rating
2: in uh in your explanation actually i kind of dropped down to a 7.6 we'll call it there we'll say for me for me 7.6 um with our average with our average it brings us down to 7.3 7.3 repeating so seven and a third mm. out of ten got it is that i think that's a very respectable it's, score yeah. it's number one right now then yeah number one yep so And got- here, this,
1: i'm not mad at where you guys put it like i came into this podcast fully ready to be convinced that this is a better movie than blade i was not but i still really enjoy this film and i with this with this watch through we're watching 40 plus films right so there are going to be films where this happens where the other two like it more than one person and like it happened with ben and x-men me and michael liked x-men more than ben did so yeah it's just this is the start of what's about to happen especially when we start getting into the 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 better movies and further down the line
0: indeed indeed i think i think that does it gentlemen we've got so micah actually remind us of the the scoring the ranking of where we're at yeah right now.
2: so the standing right now is Bottom, we got Howard the Duck at a four point one six repeating, and then second place we got Blade with a six point nine nice, and next we got X Men with a six point nine nice three repeating. Nice. Oh, nice, okay, nice, nice, and then uh, first place we got Blade Two with a seven point three repeating. Oh, but yeah, okay, uh, okay. like four point four points over Blade uh, X Men. I x-men and blade yeah it's, it's close good.
1: i like that i like that a lot yeah yes.
2: 0.4 points almost uh almost a half point over blade
1: i like that but yeah for those of you guys who are still listening next week as we talked about is sam Raimi's spider-man 2002 i checked to see what uh streaming services it was available on unfortunately it's only on amazon for rent or purchase mm-hmm. so i mean of course i have a blu-ray copy of it already Same yeah here. i've got two So if you don't have that, you're gonna have to rent it or watch
2: it some other way. But they've got the uh, they've got the eight pack or whatever at Walmart, where you can get one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three. Venom, uh, Spider Verse. You can get like all the movies in one pack. So, but who
0: hasn't seen the first Spider Man movie with Tobey Maguire? That's the thing. Exactly. For the rewatch, it might be difficult, but we. I mean, it's a sure bet that you've seen Tobey Maguire's Spider Man one from 2002 before. And I'm really I mean, excited to talk about heck, like, I watched it a couple months ago. Same here, man. In yeah, I'm. For... I'm so I'm, excited that, that movie is.
1: I'm so yeah. Yep, next week's we gonna can be fun. Really
0: get into it, man. And it's just like, it's a movie that it's the first movie here that I really remember seeing. And I have it's a, just a good movie, man. I've seen it twice, and pro- I'm gonna watch it, rewatch it again for a third time now. Well, cause so, you're a late bloomer with Spider-Man, right? Yep. You didn't watch it till it the first time this summer. Wow. And then I watched it again in fall and now I'm going to watch it a third time. So hopefully the third time is I can find a lot of good stuff to talk. And this
1: this will definitely be our first this is my first time watching it again after seeing No Way Home. So yep. I'm really looking forward to that
0: aspect of it. Same here and there is uh almost You know what? We'll save it for that movie. Yes. We'll save it yeah. for that movie, but I think I think that does it everyone. Uh, thank you everyone for sticking around. Subscribe to the YouTube, leave us a follow on Spotify or a review, as well as on uh, Apple Podcasts. For now, this is Ben Rayside.
1: This is Ethan Wenseloff.
0: This is Micah Hett. Signing off, we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.